thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have my entire party for the uh, body horror campaign, starting with our cleric. Everyone, this is Nick as Ichabod, the Rust Dwarf cleric. Our fighter warlock. Uh, Hey, everybody. This is Dylan playing Yo the... uh, Yeah, I'm playing a fighter warlock. Our paladin. Hi, uh, this is Jesse playing the human paladin, Wilt Brocard. And our ranger, Druid. Hey everybody, it's Scott play- Scott Riley blah, playing Hagrid Mero. And you forgot me dog. You can introduce your dog. That's Volk, the son of a bitch that he is. You can't just invoke that. Mobby. It's just really... You know, imagine, like, she feels like someone's talking about her. Volk? Or Volk's mother? Volk's mom. Oh, she's a big one, too. Better not bring the wrath of her on me. So, when we last left off, you guys were uh, making your way into the forest of the Conclave. When uh, you realized it was going to be about a two-day travel, maybe a little less uh, than that. To, to get to the outpost to double up on your instructions. Is that right? Correct. Uh, the Yes. Sounds right. All right. So uh, as I guess the question becomes, I mean, uh, you know, Redclaw, you're going to be super familiar with these woods at this point. Um, I'll go ahead and let the choice be yours, presuming you're leading the pack. Uh, are you going to take the normal roads, or are you going to take off-roads? Whichever direction is shortest as the crow flies, I really want to get the orders straight from the Conclave so we know what we're doing. Then yeah, you stick to the roads. Um, You you all encounter a couple of groups on your way to the Conclave's outpost. Uh, You know, you meet another group of Conclave druids who sort of just... uh, see you all don't seem terribly interested in conversation or stopping to chat but they reach out they say hello they wish you all well ask where you're going they tell you they're going to Middlebrook for supplies is there anything that you all try and do with these druids uh i i would ask them real quickly if they just had seen anything strange on the way down out of the ordinary uh, they they say nothing terribly uh, interesting, and he sort of makes a gesture uh, to you, like, sort of, then kind of chuckles to himself and walks over and speaks, uh, begins to speak in Druidic and, mm-hmm. and asks, unless you're talking about, you know, the calamity that's going on. Aye, that's what I'm talking about, and we don't need to speak in secret. These are hirees for the Conclave to deal with that problem. And I'll say that in Druidic. Okay. Then he switches to common and goes, Oh, well, on that, haven't seen anything around here, at least. Ah, so it hasn't spread this far. Wonderful. If it had spread this far, we'd be in a lot more trouble than we are in. I know, that's why I asked. I didn't want to worry more than I already am. Is that the sort of Druid... Nods and, you know, travels on. Mm-hmm. 
do these uh, do these druids like have any particular like look about them, like uh, like are... clothing wise, like that matches uh, red claw? Like, does it? Can I d- discern if they're part of the same druidic sect? Potentially, it's it's hard to be sure um, with only seeing you know him and then these guys so far. Um, gotcha. There that are similarities sense. to be sure, but uh, you know uh, uh, these are druids dressed for war uh, as much as you could ever imagine that would be. You know they okay. are wearing armor of iron bark plates. Uh, one of them is wow. particularly heavy armored. Um, you know they they are. These are not some hermits coming down from the hill for water. These aren't some, you know, pillaging, not pillaging, uh, pilgriming, you know, druids going from one homestead to another. What is this? What are you squeaking about? The violence inherent in the system. Ah, that's fair. All right. Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, that's my cat. You're fine. Yeah. She's she squeaky. Right? Just she just hates closed doors. Ah, uh, okay. Reasonable. Not really. Point of all cats. <laughs> um. <laughs> sorry. Uh. So yeah, to, to not to hammer the point too hard. These druids are very clearly dressed for war. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh. So you know, you all see, um. A supply carriage coming down the road. Uh, Red Claw, you'd probably recognize this one is labeled, uh, and maybe even you recognize the driver as being a cart driver from the outpost that you're all headed towards. Uh, you can see that his his carriage or uh, his cargo is empty boxes and sacks waiting to be stuffed with supplies. Is uh, are any of those supplies normally food? Uh, I mean, tr- yeah, expectedly. Okay, I'm gonna rub my hands together at that and kind of turn my head as we're walking. I don't say anything to the driver and be like, "Oh, boys, we're in for a real treat when we get there." Looks like the food supplies just been restocked. I'm starving. Yes, uh, it has been very long journey. I could uh, definitely. Eat. Mean to tell me a druid conclave has to have food brought in? What do you mean there, Ichabod? Don't you all make plants grow and... I don't know, I just expect you lot to be good gardeners or something. So I thought much the same. Yes. I, I figured you were just eating salads all day. Don't you uh, grow uh, potatoes, uh, green beans? No. Nah. Now, I want to be clear with y'all. One, what you're all saying is a bit prejudiced. You just assume that all druids grow their own food. Two, I want to bring up the fact that I hired you because there's a calamity going on in the forest and they may or may not have the time to grow their own fruit. Druids are coming from all over the forest to help out. Usually, we have time for these things. We're a bit busy if you haven't noticed. I came all the way to get you. And come back. That's all of them potato growing days gone there, y'all. You're right. I apologize. Please take no offense to what I have said to you. That's that's fair. 
I still expect to be eating only salads when we get there. I hope not. Uh, do you have uh, chalky milk? It's Druid Conclave. Oh my uh, god. I'll, I'll, be straight, <laughs> I'll be straight with you, Yao. I've never asked for it myself, but maybe one of the elders knows how to make it. I'm not familiar with this chalky you speak of. We have milk. We can make milk out of almonds and other nuts, if that's what you're interested in. But uh, is well, well, chalky like a... Time, time, time out. No, time, time out? You make, you make uh, milk from, from what? Nuts and berries. Plants. The milk of plants. Where do you make milk from? You goat. We make milk from goat. I mean, on occasion we can get it from animals, but we prefer not to. At least I do. I don't know if I want to uh, go on this journey anymore. I can pay back gold <laughs> to you uh, in in small payments. Uh, I'll be honest. I recently came into some money, so. so whoa, 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 yo! You're telling me that because we don't have chalky milk, the great Yo is afraid to go to the conclave and help out? Oh uh, no! This is a joke. Do you not do you not get it? Oh. We talked about this before. Was... Sarcasm is not your strong suit. Ichabod, you're supposed to cho- show him how to do this kind of stuff. Uh, it's a work in progress. All right? I, I agree. Uh, DM. Yeah. <laughs> while we're while we're trudging through the woods and such and so forth, uh-huh. uh, I would I would like to uh, make my uh, if I could try to find along the way maybe some bones of maybe dead animals around, like a larger beast. Sure. Why don't you give me a sur- survival check while you uh, guys cool. are moving by. Quick quick cool, jump cool, in cool, if cool, I can? Cool, cool, yeah, of course. Cool, cool. Yeah, what are you doing over there? Uh, I am looking for uh, little helpers. What are you looking for in particular? Maybe I can help you find something. Would you like my help? A beast uh, of larger nature that is uh, no longer uh, breathing. So you're looking for a corpse? Yes. Uh, That's 14. Okay. Yes, I am uh, looking for a dead animal I could uh, bring back. Maybe protect us while we sleep. You know, handle the uh, larger things. Or, you know, little things, I suppose. Ah. Let me help you out. Do you mind if I also roll DM? Uh, you can... Uh, are you proficient in survival? Oh, the uh, the druid? Yeah, now I understand the silliness the of the dr- question. I'm just asking so, for confirmation. So, yes, to answer your question, yeah. I have a plus eight in survival. So why don't you give him a help action and he can just do it with advantage? That's what I was trying to go for without making it too obvious. Sorry. Gotcha. No, you're good. Do you need my help, y'all? Yes, please. Yeah. I, am unfam- I am unfamiliar with uh, the surroundings. Ooh, that's better. That's 19. Okay. Um, so let's just say you have your sort of pseudo-uncanny senses, uh, and you can tell that there's graves, there, there's corpses nearby, but you're unspecific as to what direction perfectly you know that if you go off the path to the east, you'll find some, but you're unsure exactly where. Uh, to this, 
uh, Red Claw sort of points out that there's some, you know, evidence to him being a member of the Conclave that there's uh, been a struggle in some of the brush not too far from here. He can see some of the broken branches down the way and suggest that that would be a good location to try out. It's a little way off the path, but not too far that you wouldn't be able to see the path. Mm, gentlemen, do you mind if we take a detour? Uh, I mean, I don't have too strong an opinion about it, but I really think we should be on our way. How important is this helper? Marler will keep watch if that's your only concern. And I point to the, the crow on my shoulder. Mm, very well, then. Uh, we will continue to go. If you think that your bird is able to defend us while sleeping, then uh, by all means. Well, between him, Volk, and anyone who takes the watch, I don't see how uh, an undead boar would help us anymore. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> undead oh. boar help us anymore. Very oh. good. Melody, uh, she had too much of an effect on me in the tavern. Gotta watch what I say now. Sure. Whatever. And I'll pat him on the back and just keep hoofing it. Uh, Are there going to be a lot of those? I hope Yes. There are. Alright, so you guys get about to the extent of what a day's travel will do for you. Um, what's the move? Do you want to... If you, you, you imagine if you traveled through the night, you'd probably arrive to the Conclave before morning, uh, or you could get a rest on the trail and arrive there about midday. Hmm. I mean, I have no problem working, walking in dark. Uh, you know, just like daylight. I'm uh, I'm a little concerned about getting a little too tired. It's no good if we get to the conclave and we have to sleep the first day we're there. Uh, that would be a bit of a bad first impression. Wilt. Yes, I believe that uh, a first impression is everything. Uh, we need to be bright, energetic, shiny. Yeah, I can do one of those. <laughs> One's good. All right, well, I say we set up camp. All right, uh, let us set it up. And I'll start, like, trying to make a fire. Get camp set up. Yeah, uh, Wilt will doff his armor and busy himself with uh, setting up tents and, you know, getting getting everything homey. Okay. Or setting up camp. Mm. Setting it up. Uh, we should uh, have watch. Uh, who would I will take first if uh, anyone would like to go after. Uh, I don't need a full night's sleep. So if you want, I'll take uh, the second watch and Volk will help me out. I have take no quarter. The one. Yes, uh, let the uh, older gentleman sleep. Well, I'm always a, I've always been an early riser, so I might be up with Ichabod at some point, but I could use a rest. Very good. Please, uh, let, 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 let us eat and then uh, work on uh, the sleeping. Do we? All right. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll take... Uh, there you good. I'll take first watch. Okay. Uh, so everyone who's sleeping during the first watch, make a constitution save. Ooh. I'm sure that's totally fine. Yeah, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> of all the saves... Uh, oh, man. Eight. That's that's less than stellar. Uh, I got a natural one. Okay. Ooh. Oh no. Gives me a Winters three. Uh, that's a, a twenty-four. Okay. okay. <laughs> so now uh, we know. Now we know where it all went. Right. Um. Okay. So. So next is a wisdom save. For actually, uh, everyone is 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 no one staying up the whole night, right? No. Okay. So why don't you also make a, a con save? A constitution save. You yeah. got it, boss. <clears throat> oh, please, God. Yeah. That is eighteen. Oh, also, just just to uh, these are these saving throws. Yes. Okay. Anybody that's within ten feet of Wilt, sleeping or not, um, you apply uh, my charisma bonus to your saving throws. Do so you get that three. even if you're unconscious? It's it's a passive ability. Huh. I don't know. I'll leave that up to the DM. That's on you, man. I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna sure. check. I almost feel like Aura's don't work if you're asleep, but if they don't mention it, then I'm not gonna... Yeah, it is an aura. You're just, I'd, you know, I wouldn't be mad if it doesn't apply, because I feel like maybe he's gotta focus a little bit on it. I'm just not sure that we would all be sleeping within ten feet of each other. That's awful close. Yeah, I, do you really want to be sleeping within ten feet of the old man paladin? No, it, it specifically says, um, aura protection spe- specifies uh, you must be conscious to grant this bonus. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, that's my bad. I didn't put it in my notes. It's fine. It's one of those things that I don't think a lot of people really concern because they're like, why would I care about this aura if I'm unconscious? <laughs> right. But that just happened to apply. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that, that's a good reminder that you have that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> uh, so mark down if you, if you uh, failed, which is um, the two of you who feel like you failed. That would be me. Yep. Um, now everyone I've... make a wisdom save. If you failed, do it with disadvantage. Oh no! Okay, oh, sure. man. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yeah. Disadvantage can suck it. <laughs> For real. Twenty-two. <laughs> okay. Also twenty-two. Nice. Uh, 10. Okay. 12. Okay. Now, a charisma saving throw. And oh my god! Uh, Yo, you failed the wisdom save, so you do this one with disadvantage. So everyone's doing this one with disadvantage, except for uh, Wilt, because he hasn't failed a save yet. Cool, 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 cool. What happens if they're both the same thing? Okay, all right. That's okay. Oh my god, okay. So, 
I'm going to take the 11 instead of the 11. Okay, good call. I got uh, five. Okay. I rolled a 17 and a 12, but with my modifier, it makes a, uh, a 15. Oh, and everybody thought I put it in the con, but that's a 28. Stop! <laughs> that's crazy. All right, so... Flex on my paladin saving throws. Uh, yo, what was your charisma save? Uh, 15. And uh, Ichabod, what was yours? Five. Okay, so that's another failure. Yep. Um, raise your hand if, or you know, speak up if you passed. <laughs> if you passed none of these. Okay. Anyone that only passed one. Well, so just to be clear, what was the charisma save? Was an eleven a pass or a fail? That's oh, a sorry, I didn't say. I didn't say so. Um, yeah, no, that's a failure. Okay, cool. So I only passed one then. I raised my hand. And Ichabod, I think you also failed too? Yep. I failed too. All right. Both of you are uh, going to suffer from bad dreams that I'm going to get into in a minute. Oh, neat. Remember, when I get to that, I'm talking about you two. Right. Uh, did anyone pass two of the saves? I did. I passed all of the saves. Okay. So for Yo, since you passed two of the three saves... Uh, you're you just were restless when you slept, so okay. you'll wake up a little bit sore, but uh, but not not too bad. Am I take am I taking damage or a point no. of exha- exhaustion or anything like that? No, but the next time okay. you take these saves, uh-huh. um, you will start at disadvantage. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, oh, fuck. Wilt, since you met, you passed all three of these, uh, you are unfazed. <laughs> sleep like an old man baby. Uh, for the two of you who had bad dreams, um, so you are all awoken and you go back to sleep easy enough if you do guard shifts. However, overall, your experience for the night is a series of vignettes of of simple mishaps happening to you and the people in your party. Uh, for example, let's say Red Claw, you have a dream of you guys are walking down the path tomorrow morning and Yo uh, takes a big yawn and doesn't look where he's walking and falls off of a short 10-foot cliff. Falls, doesn't hurt himself too bad, but he does twist his hoof, ankle, whatever. Uh, so you guys have to hobble him back to you know, the outpost for the rest of the day, which slows you down. This slowing you down makes you late. Then you get chewed out for being late. And some of the other party members make fun of you for it. It's not the worst experience, but it's a bad dream. And it just kind of makes you feel like, God, if he didn't fuck up, I'd be fine. Like, just a little whinge. Uh, Something to the same emotional impact happens to you, Ichabod. You have a Similar dream where a innocuous, you know, small misstep leads to, you know, you getting made fun of or uh, the butt of a joke. Um, not the most unpleasant experience, not a frightening waking nightmare or anything, but it, it, you, you just, you, the two of you don't feel very well rested after the night. 
Not exhausted, nothing mechanical, but you don't feel great. Mm, Don't like that. All right. Next day. Uh, uh, This is uh, terrible. Definitely not like the beds back at the inn. Yeah, you feel like you Uh, personally slept on like a rock or something. Uh, I am very stiff. I thought I checked underneath blanket before laying down, but I uh, must have missed rock. Ugh. I thought a yak folk like yourself would be used to sleeping outside. Ugh, I feel magnificent. <laughs> we have... I live in, in... Wait a second. You believe all yak folk sleep outside? <laughs> I... Do you think we graze plain like animals? Do you think we do you, do you think we graze planes like animals as well? The thought had crossed my mind. Do you think for milk we sit around and uh, milk each other? Is this what you think? Just the women? Hmm. Very well. So I don't want I mean to mean no offense. I just thought no, no, all no of the fa- things you listed. No offense taken. Uh, what else do you know of uh, our uh, our uh, pe- my people? Uh, I don't mean to be I don't mean to be rude, but that's a conversation that could go on all day. We should get on the road and uh, Yao, could I speak to you for a second alone? Yeah, of course. Um, just one moment. Uh, later on, uh, we'll. I would like to uh show you something very uh, important to my people. Uh, it is uh, like a friendship thing. I'll, I'll be sure, sure, to, sure to show it to you on the road. Well, it sounds wonderful. Good, good. Yeah. Yes, Red Claw. That's all nice and everything, but uh, can I ask you a favor, Yao? Of course, what is it? And you can see at this point I'm not hiding it. My eyes are incredibly bloodshot and I'm having like trouble getting my neck straight. I look incredibly tired. I'm like, I know it sounds a little crazy, but could you watch where you're going on the road today? Not that you're not observant or anything. I, uh, it just seems like a dangerous path. We should be careful where we step, no? Uh, I will, uh, watch my footing. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. Volk, come on, let's go. And with that, camp gets packed up and you guys are back on the road. So, Wilt, uh, let me ask you, have you ever seen part of the, uh, of the Yak Folk? I have not, no. Very good. There is secret inside of said of jar. <laughs> if you would like to see. Does anyone else in the party want to make a intelligence check, or are you all not paying attention? So, I'm paying attention, but the f- I'd rather do something else if it's okay. Sure. I'll make an intelligence check. Oh, so I'll wait for that to resolve then. That is a 13. <clears throat> uh, do you want to make that a history check? Does that make it better for you? That would. Uh, that would make it a 16. Okay. Um, so that would make you familiar with, uh, with Yak Folk culture enough to know that Yak Folk, when it comes to jars, are sort of renowned and known for possessing jars with uh, soul-captivating properties. 
And but before we get to like the f- your fruition of that knowledge, um, Will just being a, an old man will look at uh, Yao and go, and, and about earlier, I, I'm glad we had a chance to talk. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I harbor no ill will against the Yak folk. I've just never met any of you. I'm very interested to hear anything you have to teach me about your culture and the things that you do. And uh, I'd like to butt in if I could for a second. Uh, Yao, uh, how do I put this politely? You don't seem like the forgiven type. I am forgiving. I can't tell if that's a joke or serious. It is serious. This is serious voice. Can't you tell? Different. No. See, wait, 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 wait. Ah. This is serious voice. You ready? Yeah. This is sure. joking voice. Yeah. Can you yeah, tell I, difference? I hear the difference. See? Uh, yes. Ichabod, how do you hear the difference? They sound exactly the fucking same to me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to stand in your way. If you're being serious, Yao, I'm glad that you're making up with Wilt. He can be uh, a bit hard to deal with. Mm. He is old and does not understand that my people are not animals. We do not live in uncivilized ways. So, I will forgive it this once. If you have a a question about my culture, ask. Do not assume that we are like your common domesticated animals. Of course, and... You must forgive an old man for his preconceptions. Yes, I guess I must. Number one thing about yak folk. Our jars, they steal the souls of people. Do not look into them. So you're not forgiven. I knew it. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I am forgiving. He apologized. Therefore, I did not make him look into jar. Well... Hold on, uh, that I I may be elderly, I I may be brash, and I may have my preconceptions about people that I haven't quite met before. However, I don't think I deserve to have my soul stolen. Mm, I was going to put it back. You can do that. Ah, uh, we can do that. A magnificent power. Remind me never to piss you off, Yao. Oh, it's okay. I am very sensitive of where I come from. The, uh, just recently we have been brought together by the great champion Pahokwi. And I have great honor in my tribe, in the things that I do. It's very hard for me to come from, uh, being where I was to here now. And not, uh, have the respect that I thought that the Yak folk carried throughout the world. I apologize. Next time I will not be so brash with my actions. Well, yo, you and I have some very long nights ahead of us. You tell me everything you know about the Yak folk, which I'm sure is a lot, and I'll tell you everything about the gleaming jewel of the world, the city of Yal. Very good. This, This sounds good to me. You know what sounds good to me? That sweet, yeah, sweet flickering flame of this beautiful, pleasant-smelling candle. Oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Get him. Yeah. Get him. Well, I just Tell lit I just lit my critical wick candle. The uh-huh. the flavor is sorcerer and nice. it oh, yeah. smells amazing. Excellent. I just yeah. thought that I should share that with all of you guys and all the people at home. Critical wick candles are a soy-based candle product that have a metal die at the base of every one of them. And they are fantastic. If you Google search Critical Wick, you'll probably find it. It's great. And I just wanted to share it. Every single one of Wilt's die rolls are done with Critical Wick candle die. And it's awesome. I personally know owner of Critical Critical Wick. And uh, maybe I talked to her into making yak folk scent. (gasps) I'm afraid of what that smell like. Probably like a slushy. Or chalky milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that got him to break character. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it will be chalky milk. Uh, fuck me. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's our our, our mid session ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, so you guys are traveling. And like I said, you it's it's hardly midday, and you all can see that your you know, the outpost is not far. Is there any last minute things you all want to do before you make it to the outpost? Pick me, pick me. <laughs> is there? I, I mean, is there anyone else? Like, <laughs> oh god damn it! Yeah, I legitimately have something I want to do. Then do it. Cool. I would like to like step five feet from the group into the forest and try and communicate with the nearest tree, just seeing if everything in this end of the forest is copacetic, happy. I want to talk to the trees. Uh, Via what feature or ability? Great question. I don't think I took speak with plants. Did I take speak with plants? I did not. Cool. Instead, we are going to attempt to... How did I not take speak with animals? What the hell druid am I? I mean, you can still talk to the trees. They just so, won't say anything back. Yes. Yeah, so, well, so I have the whole thing from the ranger where I can get animals' emotions and et cetera, et cetera. But I just pick up whatever was going on from Volk. So, uh, yeah, JK, I just kind of knock on the trunk of a tree, whisper to it, hear nothing back, and keep traveling. I thought I took speak with plants, but I did not. Hold on. I mean, if that's one of your druid spells, like, you prepare those each day. Correct, but I have a prepared list and I did not update it from when we woke up this morning, so I'm sticking ah. I'm sticking to my guns. That's on me. I can't magically pick what I prepared when I need it. If I, I would say be cheating. It, yeah, if I don't say it in the morning, that's on me. Alright, <clears throat> so... You will arrive to the outpost, and this place probably would look like, you know, a crossroad checkpoint, you know, for, for lack of a better term. I mean, it hardly has a wall. Uh, it's, you know, the the trees and brush have been sort of uh, asked to weave themselves into walls and weave into thresholds and weave into bastions and ramparts. It's not like this was chopped wood and then lumberjacked and carpened into the shapes. It's very clearly 
sort of asked by the druidic magic to do so. Uh, so, you know, imagine if what's going on wasn't going on. This place was just probably a place for several people to camp, uh, you know, at the same time or same place for security or safety uh, before they traveled on one of the other paths down the road the next morning. But this place is full of druids and soldiers and people that, you know, are dressed in, in red claws attire. There's, you know, dozens of bestial companions, you know, in sort of one section waiting to go on dispatch. Uh, and amongst several of these smaller, um, you know, groups of people, there is one that's clearly the in-charge place where all the officers are discussing around a large uh, flattened stone where there is uh, clearly a, a hide-drawn map uh, of the forest. So, uh, so if it's all right, as we get to the entrance, I'm going to kind of puff out my chest and turn around to Wilt and be like, So, Wilt, this is the conclave of the druids I was telling you about. How's it compared to Yao? I'm very proud of it, by the way. You can tell that I'm just like, look at this. I live here. To you, Wilt, this would seem like one of the more active guard barracks of one of the wards. Not something you've, you know, this is not crazy busy, but, you know, if you think about the context, you could probably see why he's so proud. Right, and Wilt's not going to ignore his pride. He knows what it's like to be proud of where you come from. So this is a, uh, a fantastic representation of what it is to be a druid, I imagine. Uh, a, a, a stalwart built fortress in the middle of the woods. And I very much appreciate it. Aye, that's your right, Will. Thanks for the compliment. Come on, let's go in and see the elders. So as you all sort of make your way into the place proper, obviously you're not stopped um, by the guards, although they're present and they see you. Uh, it's, you know, you're clearly supposed to be here. You guys might be like kind of a menagerie by comparison to the rest of the people here. But, you know, the different people that you are are not unheard of, much less obviously, oh, okay, you're in the employ of the Conclave. We're not going to treat you weird. Um, but yes, so it doesn't take much time before one of the less elder uh, in visage uh, sort of steps away from that large stone table I described and approaches your party. Right, Claw, you're going to recognize this fella as um, Wilting Rose. Sorry, typing that name down. Yeah. Yep. Ah, Elder Wilting Rose. How are you? He sort of bows uh, and smiles and embraces you. Uh, and looks over your shoulder at the group behind you and he says, Ah, Redclaw, it seems you were quite successful in uh, acquiring some talent to handle your mission. Ah, you're right, Elder, and I can't tell you what kind of luck it was. I walked in there five minutes and then I kind of nervously recant the story and I don't know how he would react, but like I'm kind of fumbling over my words in front of him, basically describing everything that happened as quickly as possible. Uh, he seems unsure, but, you know, judging by the quality of the people behind you, he's assured that they're up to the task. 
And to him, that's pretty paramount. So after you sort of recant uh, the bullet points, he sort of walks past you and, and bows sort of gently uh, and introduces himself properly to the rest of the party. Uh, I am Elder Wilting Rose. I am one of the lesser officers, uh, you, as you might consider it, here at this outpost. Normally, I would find myself far from these lands. Uh, I teach herbalism and some manners of alchemy to townships when I pass by. But enough with the history lesson. I assume that Redclaw has left the details rather simple as to what is expected of you all. And with that, he sort of takes a step back to include Redclaw in being in front of him. I'm going to kind of like scratch the back of my head and chuckle a little nervously. <laughs> yeah. Well, we gave you very well, little details to share, so that's not like you failed us. Worry not. Well, Wilt will take a large step forward, um, throw his uh, fist against his chest and a clank against his plate, and say, "It was a. It, it is a a pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, my name is Wilt Brocard of the Votarian Guard of the City of Yal. I am here to discover what is going on in this forest." And by chance happened to meet your druid here. He knows what he's doing. He, uh, Wilting Rose nods his head and says, Mr. Brocard, it is fantastic. You are one of the first, if few, uh, representatives of the great city that has come to us. We have sent word in requesting for assistance, but uh, you seem to not be of what we expected to arrive. I assume you were not amongst the contingent that was to be sent. No, I am a uh, standalone sent on my own to rid this world of the blight on this forest. The eyes of the city are always watching. Well, and that blight will require your blade, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that uh, the archdruid here, he may actually want to speak with you privately before you all leave today, if you have the time, of course. Uh, that oh, would I, I'm at his disposal. Of course. Wonderful. Uh, and the rest of you, you must obviously be Yo, the Yak folk. I am, again, blessed to know that we have allies this far-reaching, and a Rustwarf mercenary is not to be underappreciated either. Your prowess precedes you. Your people are magnificently talented warriors. Thank you for joining us, Master Dwarf and Master Yak folk. Well, of course. Of course. Uh, you have allies far further than the north, uh, even beyond the plains. You have allies, I suppose, for now. Well, in either sense, <clears throat> he sort of straightens his stance a touch. Allow me to bring you all to a side over here where we may not have to compete with the din of the center of the outpost. Sort of gestures to a side area that's a little less populated. Uh, I follow without even questioning it. Mm -hmm. So the conversation yeah. goes over that direction. You guys are not in a in a building. I mean, the the outpost, like I said before, is you know pretty modest, uh, and these are druids. Why would they confine themselves in like war tents? You know. Uh, yeah. So he takes you over to one of the sides of the outpost, um, and during the walk, a a small bird uh, could have been. Uh, a small sparrow, anything. Um, 
comes by and sort of nests on his shoulder and whispers to him, and it chirps before it dashes away. Uh, he has a slightly concerned look on his face when he turns around, presumably concerning what he just heard. But uh, he sort of reaffirms and looks directly at Red Claw and sort of speaks to you all, you know, swat, sw swip it, uh, blah, blah, swapping his eyes to each of you in a sort of few seconds per person at a time. Very well. <clears throat> Out of this outpost, there are two directions of importance for this mission, one to the west and one to the south. The west is where the calamity seems to be spreading actively. However, its closest border is to the south. So if you wish to take the opportunity to meet this invading malignant uh, in the direction that it is interested in, I would suggest that you go to to the what did I just say west? Yeah, west and south T to the west. However, again, if you want to get to it as quickly as possible, I would urge you to travel south instead. I let sh that decision come to you because your first mission uh, to delve into this is to determine for us. Is it possible to return? A, a quick, barely an excursion of a scouting mission. Do I expect you all to do it first? Maybe collect a small amount of samples of tainted wood and, and root. Uh, if you could provide us a sample of anything living uh, body from the taint, we could perhaps look into it and see what sort of divination magic might provide. But that will be your first mission, to dip your toes into this infestation and f bring back not just yourselves, but also some clues, some evidence, something that we can look at without having to potentially put lives at risk to do so. Uh, Red Claw kind of raises his hand nervously and tries to address Elder Wiltingrose. I uh, don't uh, mean to question your objectives, Elder Wiltingrose, but just to be clear, if we bring you anything infected by this, this force, this malignant as you call it, are you not worried about it spreading from the Conclave? If we bring it out, couldn't that just make another point of infection? That might be so, Redclaw, and it is a danger that we have considered, of course. But... Until we can analyze this, before we can really bring it low, we must understand how it works, what it does. If we were able to, even intentionally, let a droplet of this infection start anew, distant from its support, we may be able to watch and see how it grows, how it steals life from around it potentially destroy it if we if if it gets to that point but we need to see how this works before we can derive a miracle solution or a weapon or what have you to destroy it and as it stands getting close to this infection proves difficult to survive i i hear you um 
Just to err on the side of caution, though, could you maybe tell us what you're going to try and study or something we should be looking for? That way, while we're bringing it back, we might be able to discern some information before we even get here and speed up the process. You know what I'm saying, Elder Wilton Rose? Of course. I could potentially go in detail, but I feel that your studies would teach you well enough to be able to discern something that is twisted from its proper form. But we have noticed that, well, in layman's terms, this infection does not just change the manifestation of what it has infected, uh, not just its form. Trees don't just seem gnarled and weird. They don't just take boars and make them grow extra tusks. It fundamentally changes these things, makes them look outright different to the point where unless you spent time with it, we, we don't even know. And that mm. is the trouble. We are going into this potential war against the Earth itself blind. We have no idea what we're looking for properly, much less how to destroy it. So find yourself traveling south if you want to be quick. Find you will easily be able to tell when you are upon it. And once you feel like you are, I ask that you acquire a sample, maybe even multiple, and then leave as quick as your feet can carry you. Aye, as you say, Elder. We'll get right on it. Thank you. you have a specific way you'd like us to bring these samples back? I'm glad that you asked. We can provide for you some vessels. Uh, we have several different ones that we'd like you to use if you don't have your own containers. And he sort of gestures to a small rucksack on the ground near where he's standing. I've brought you over here in preparation for that. This backpack here has several different containers within it. One made of glass, one made of leather, one made of cloth, and one made of metal, and a last made of stone. I'd like to see as similar samples as possible placed in each of these containers so we can see how pervasive this infection can be to the containers themselves. With that in mind, we suggest that you keep an eye on those containers and not simply idly throw them into your packs. For, for example, the wooden one we already expect. Whatever sample you manage to put in there, it will easily be able to eat through it and infect its surroundings and we yes, would hate for one sense. of you to sleep with that on you. Is there uh, something we can, uh, other than our packs, to uh, put the wood one in? Maybe like a lead box, a glass jar? You can take the backpack that it's in and simply drag it behind you via rope or some such. I'm not sure. I trust that you all will be able to put together your own answer. And if you need resources to acquire that answer's fruition, please do not hesitate to ask the members of the outpost. They will gladly provide. So, Yao, if you've got no objections, I'll take responsibility for it. I'll carry the pack and make sure that if it's contaminated or infected, it won't get to either of you. Any of you. By all means. Mm. Wonderful. You are leader of this group. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I'm no leader. I'm just here to help. Uh, you, you hired us. Uh, you gave the money. 
to us to do the job for you and friends. Uh, so, we, we, yeah, we can talk about this later. Uh, Elder Wiltingrose, if you could hand us the pack, I see no reason to burn daylight. I would only request that I will attempt to get the Archdruid to speak to our Wilt as soon as possible. I think that he may desire to talk to him. Ah, that's fine. I should get some provisions before we go. Very good. Uh, yes. As I said earlier, I am at the Arch Druid's disposal. Um, and may I say, regarding these samples, we may want to think about our timing in collecting them. If the wood will blight sooner, maybe we should collect it last. Well, we'll do some tests to see how true that is when we get there, but that's a good idea. Um, Wilt, could I talk to you in private for a second about the Archdruid? Yes, yes. Then I'll move off to the side with, uh, with Redclaw. So, based on your conversation with Yao earlier, I just want to make sure you understand that the Archdruid is like, uh, kind of like a a big deal. He's a leader. I wouldn't necessarily call him a king, but he's important to our people, and it's important that you show him respect and etiquette as much as you can show Druid's etiquette. Uh, Wilt will put a gauntleted hand on uh, Redclaw's shoulder and say, I understand that I come off hapless and maybe not the most worldly as being stuck in the greatest city on the planet for as long as I have. But I know very much about druids, where I know very little about Yao and his people. I meant no offense earlier, and I will offer the archdruid the utmost respect. So you see Red Claw's eyes get relieved a little bit, and his shoulders come down from being tense. Ah, I really appreciate it, Wilt. I know uh, things haven't gone entirely smoothly, but you saying that makes me feel an awful lot more comfortable about talking to the Archdruid. Well, young man, I know a thing or two about authority and the chain of command. And I happen to know that this one sits very far above you. Not too far, though. Oh, I'm Not quite out of your reach. No, very far above me, but I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate the compliment. Good luck. Uh... <laughs> It's around us. Good. I was like, I like give him a little like pat on the shoulder. You got this. Uh, don't don't be intimidated. It's at about oh. this point where the entire party, um, you feel invigorated. Uh, your shoes feel lighter. Uh, your backpacks feel more comfortable on your back. It's almost as if the air itself is more pleasant to breathe. And the oh, reason for this comes to light quite quickly, as behind the group stands the Archdruid himself. Uh, really quick? Do, do I notice this? Oh, yeah. So, I'm gonna make a druidic symbol with my hand and whisper under my breath, Oh, split my trunk, it's the Archdruid. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it's, so he's, like, just popped up behind us? Uh, he walked over. Okay, I was just want to make sure like it wasn't just this dude who just like appeared behind me because that would have scared the shit out of me. Right. No, he walked over and everywhere his foot falls, the the stone erupts with 
gentle flowers and such. It's it's exactly what you think. Red Claw's bowing super hard. Um, like he gave a polite bow to Wilting Rose, but he's like almost banging his head against the ground as the Archdruid's near us. But Wilt, Wilt will do the same salute, and he'll bow a little bit. Oh, uh, seeing that they're, that they're bowing, you know, I'll give a, a you know a good old bow. Yeah, <clears throat> give a a good old Rustdorf mercenary salute and a slight bow of my head. The druid, uh, I imagine, sort of has the candor of the like sacred elk from Princess Mononoke. Oh, so cool. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so maybe not visually, obviously, but like his sort of uh, manners are like that. Uh, his his face is old, very old, but full of life. His eyes are completely white, uh, but you can see, you can still feel where he's looking. Uh, an extension, obviously, with his facial gestures, but it's. It's impossible to see where he's looking perfectly, but you can feel his eyes on you when he's when he's looking at you. And his sort of huge uh, white beard has, you know, clearly a couple of things living in it. Flowers, sort of at the tips of hair follicle or not follicles, but at the tips of hairs. Um, you know, it's like it's if if it's almost as if Saint Nick just like found like a flower bed and like laid down and like stuck his beard in there and just like picked up whatever he picked up. That's awesome. You know, he has this long, uh, you know, white hair as well. Um, that sort of, uh, wraps and knots itself around his brow, like an antlered crown. Um, and, uh, his adornments are very, very modest, very simple. Um, in fact, he's wearing very little else other than a small cord that binds to his waist, and only other than that, the weight of it on his shoulders is this very like middle ground in terms of flowing and tight to form, a uh, silvery robe. Uh, as he opens his mouth, you do not hear him properly speak. You all sort of feel a, a cascade of soothing melody that at first sounds like music. It sounds like wind brushing through trees. It sounds like a small stream. It sounds like a deer being spooked. But as you tune into it and listen and sort of relax to it, it sounds like words. It begins to sound like a like a sentence. And as that sort of comes in, you hear, Ah, adventurers, maybe heroes. There is no need to bow. You do not owe me such privilege. Perhaps someday I will earn it. I thank you for coming. Redclaw, you have done well. These are exactly the sort of people we need. And they will be effective, I'm sure, in the purpose we have. Uh, thank you, Archdruid. I appreciate your words of praise. Uh, uh, And then he just can't. Yeah, he smiles and bows his head gently, like just sort of nods to Redclaw. Um, Sort of quite aware of the the gravitas he has over some of you and trying to diminish it with his, you know, casual-ish nature. He says, 
Then, I suppose, you will travel south. You, from the great city. I heard that you are not amongst the contingent we expected. I thank you personally for coming on your own volition. Each of you have traveled far to come here, to help us when we requested, even if we just cried it out into the ether. You came because you heard the call. I am grateful, and I will sing to the trees and wish to the finest lakes that you return. For that, a blessing. And with that, he sort of raises his hands and where his sort of gently claw-like nails drag across the, the air, you feel a sort of gentle gust of wind and traces of magic sort of flow. And these almost look like he's raking the air of these, like, rainbow claw marks in the in the in the wind sort of wrap around the party uh and you feel it sort of sink in that sort of abjuration magic just sort of embracing you with that the the arch druid claps his uh you know, sort of weaves his fingers in together to his chest bows his head gently and says should you survive your service to us and go back to the great city. Have them see this mark, and let that old dragon know that hell says hello. And he sort of reaches over to Wilt's face. You're wearing a helmet, right? Uh, he, he was, uh, but at this point he has it tucked under his arm uh, out of respect. Okay, he the, the archdroid reaches towards your helmet and... Let's say on the upper right, like skull plate, maybe like mm-hmm. you know, on the top of the helmet, you can see his fingernail etch a very simple symbol into it. It's merely like three pinstripes or uh, pinstrokes, as it were. Kind of looks like the pie symbol, but just like a little different from that. Mm-hmm. And with that, he sort of raises one of his feet and stamps it ever gently. To which he crumbles into butterflies. Holy shit. Uh, so, oh. as the... Oh, go ahead, Tech. Real quick, uh, Wilt knows the dragon that he's talking about. And as a player, I think I know what dragon he's talking about, too. But Okay, that one. Got it. Cool. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as the the butterflies dissipate, is Wilting Rose still there, or is he gone? Uh, no, Wilting Rose is still present. Uh, Redclaw is going to kind of look at him and bite his lower lip, but still let the word slip out. Well, pluck my petals, boys. We just stood in front of the arch, Stuart. Today couldn't get any better. Uh, I'm going to be honest, and uh, I don't think today will get better. Uh, we are heading into this... Uh, Light, so can only get worse from here. If that was a Wilt, joke, yeah, it was terrible. Wilt will throw his elbow into Red Claw and say, Steady on, boy. It won't be the last time you see your higher ups. Like I said, you've got the resolve for greatness. You say that so. Serious oh. voice. Sorry, that was serious voice. Sorry. Uh, Just so you know. I'm never gonna tell with you, Yao. And Wilt. I'm gonna work real hard to have your resolve when it comes to talking to superiors. Ichabod, how did you handle that? You seemed pretty cool over there. 
Uh, I mean, I'm just wondering how many other people here just turn into butterflies when they leave. Oh, it's actually a neat trick. I, I can't do it myself, but if you want, I could have one of the elders show you how it's done. I, when we get back, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. We do. I, I'm the one who said we shouldn't be better in the daylight. Here I am showing you druid tricks. Well, uh, does it, do any of need supplies? Are we good on rations? I'm sure if we needed to, we could uh, scrounge up some basic supplies. I don't know. It's been a couple of uh, days since I've been in the Conclave. I don't know exactly what supplies they have. Uh, we should uh, pick up rations just in case we get stuck. Uh, yes, that's a good idea. I've got another question for you specifically, Yao. I, this is going to sound uh, a bit insensitive, but if we were to get maybe some kind of basic cart, would you be willing to help pull it? Now, I'm not saying it because you're a yak folk. You just seem to be one of the strongest among us. Would I help pull your cart? I, I, uh, he gets really awkward, like, I know what it sounds like. I've been led to believe that that is quite offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a fucking character arc. Red Claw, Red Claw knows he fucked up when Wilt says, hey, that, that wasn't cool, man. Am, am I joke? Am I joke to you? I, I didn't what, say what you is... Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Fine. No. Maybe if oh. we get extra pack, I will help carry packs. At least I can look civilized carrying them, not look like domesticated cow person. I, I didn't mean it, Yao. I'm sorry. I tried to be polite about it. Yes, I... tried to be polite about it. Let you me know. ask you. Let, let me ask you, flower man. You know, if I was like, excuse me, I need help with my uh, gardening and uh, you know, things of that nature... Uh, could you help come over here and... I don't know. Like what you did an hour ago. I know. I, I'm realizing that now, and that is why he stammered. <laughs> I'm in character. Do not tell me what to do. <laughs> so, I'm going to be straight with you, Yao. If you paid me 650 gold, I'd do a lot more than garden for you. I will not debase myself for your gold. And if that is what it is, I will gladly give it back. That's not what I meant. I was just trying to point out that... I'll, I'll, you know what? Forget it. I have an ability I'm quite reluctant to use, but if I find a cart, I pull it myself. No, why do know it? I can get a couple more bags and carry them. It is not a problem. I, th I think based on your original concern, if you're worried about the contamination, we should have something separate from ourselves that we can drop and run. You really can't see a pack or a backpack that... Wilton Rose mentioned we should drag a bag with a rope. I just thought the cart would be easier with the wheels. Well, just mm. remember, Druid, I'm no stranger to heavy lifting. And he'll flex a little bit. Can <laughs> we not get a horse or a other so, pack animal? Uh, we, we could, but then we'd have to watch, take care of, and feed the pack animal. Whereas we're already going in a group, and he'll turn to Wilt. Wilt, I don't mean to be rude, but I believe there's rules about drinking and driving. You seem to drink at breakfast. I drink always. However, 
I yeah. have something to say about this cart. I we're heading into a blight. I don't think giving it any more food for the fire is going to be a good idea. We should go in with what we can carry on our backs and come what may. I was just talking about like a small hand cart, not like a horse-drawn carriage. Anyways, yeah, it was a bad idea. It was a bad question. Sorry, Ichabod. Go on. Well, just you all seem to make everything out of wood here, and I mean, we're the most concerned about this wooden container. That just it doesn't seem like that's going to be the best plan. All right, it was a bad idea. I apologize. I apologize to you, Yao, for being insensitive. Let's get our supplies and go. We're better than daylight. Very good. Uh, right. Yes, we will need food. Fire starters. Uh, have our packs. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, any of uh, your uh, druid friends are good at making potions. Uh, maybe you have a physiker that could make uh, health potions for us. Just in case. Uh, Dungeon Master, do I roll a... Do I know or do I roll like an intelligence check on that one? Um, you could just ask Wilting Rose. He's still there. I, uh... Let me just check with uh, my superior real quick. Uh, Elder Wilting Rose. And I'll like kind of wave my hand over to him knowing that he's close enough not to be yelled at. Uh, sorry to bother you, but... Do you know if we have, uh, I don't know what the druidic term is for apothecary, but, uh, someone who would deal in potions and tinctures? Yes, um, I assume you are looking for rejuvenating waters. Yeah, that'd do wonderful. Yes, uh, and he sort of points in a vague direction to a group of people on the other side of the outcrop, of the outpost. All right. I appreciate it, Elder Wilting Rose. There's your answer, Jin. Good enough for us. That's all we can ask at this point. Uh, thank you, uh, Elder. It is much appreciated. Wilting Rose gives a nod. Um, who took the bag of vessels? Me. Your boy. <laughs> just, just to double check, you said there was a glass one, a wood one... Stone, metal, and I thought you rattled off another one. I didn't get a chance to jot them down in time. I got stone, cloth, leather, wood, and glass, I think. Yeah, I think there's just five. Yeah. Okay. So just just for clar clarity's sake, what I had was leather, glass, metal, stone, and wood. Oh, so you didn't have cloth? No. Oh, that's my bad then. Let's ask the dungeon master. Is it metal yeah. or metal or cloth? Oh, so there's uh, wood, uh, cloth, no. metal, stone, leather. No glass. Okay. Glass. No glass. Yes, Got there's it. glass. So there's six. Okay. So there's six total. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. It just seems super important, so we want to make sure we get this one down. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. I like taking notes. Notes are good. Uh, so, gentlemen, if you want to go check out the potions, I'll meet you there later. Uh, and if you could, maybe uh, grab a few good berries? I've become partial to them. Uh, don't worry. I can make those on command. 
Nope. You and I are best friends now. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far yet. Let's see if we survive our first trip. He starts walking off. He goes, nope, best friends. Ah, well, <laughs> I'm glad I had a say in that. Um, Wilt is actually going to walk up to the elder. Uh, okay. And say, I, I understand that um, the Archdruid may want to speak with me in private. Uh, I didn't know if our conversation with the rest of the party was uh, appropriate. But uh, again, forever at his disposal. Uh, Wilting Rose sort of smiles and looks at the mark on your helmet and sort of taps at it and says, I assume the, the Archdruid made their point as clear as possible if they've done something like that. Yep, it seems they have. And uh, quite a good mark if I had to have one on my helmet. <clears throat> so you guys approach the uh, alchemists, as you will, mm -hmm. uh, and sort of inquiring about restorative healing potions or whatever, uh, they produce a uh, what they can spare, which is a large sort of what you would expect to be filled with wine, like a huge water skin. Um, they go and they sort of say that this is rejuvenating waters. If, if you imbibe it like you would normally imbibe water... Uh, you will feel the effects immediately. Um, if the effect is more severe, then use this. And they sort of hand you this pad of leather with a... that's It's, it's like about the size of a human fist, maybe. Um, an average human fist. So, you know, th do with that what you will. Of um, this, like, thick almost Vaseline-like salve uh, that's wrapped up in leaves, that's wrapped up in leather. Uh, so it's a sizable little poultice. Uh, and they say, smear a quarter of this container on a wound if it is severe. It should be impressively potent. Very good. Uh, thank you. We will uh, do that. Treat the water skin as a uh, ten charges of a lesser healing potion. Okay. And this poultice as uh, if you perform a medicine check with it, um, it will heal 3d10. Oh, four, shit. Four times. Neat. Wow. That's a lot. Neato burrito. We're gonna die. <laughs> we're in, we're in fucking danger. <laughs> yeah, we just got into the room with all the healing potions and buff spells. Did I uh, DM? Yeah. When I look up, do I see a thing that says save point above my head? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, we're in danger. <laughs> yes. Uh, how many charges on the uh, the water skin again? Ten. That's like 2d4 plus 2 or something like that? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dungeon Master, while that's all going on, uh, Red Claw, if he can, would like to go somewhere. Sure, where do you go? So after they leave to go to the Alchemists, I'm going to go to the Kennels or the Animal Sanctuary mm -hmm. and just kind of nod to Volk, letting him know that he can go play with, you know, if there's any, like, wolf pups or animals in a pen that are kind of out in congregation because this trip's going to be rough and he needs to 
be on his best game. That's what I do. Yeah, Volko and goes and has some fun time before work. Uh, my name's Exhibit, and this is a pimp out my dog. <laughs> all right. Um, can all of you mark on your sheet somewhere that you've received the Archdruid's blessing? The yeah, I'll put it right under all the yeah. saves I failed. Sad. What's it do? You will find out. Oop. This reminds me of a certain dragon's blessing that we were really happy to find out what it did. Uh-huh. <laughs> when yeah. it came up, we were like, shit, that's useful. <laughs> Anytime it's X something's blessing and yell, it's always a good thing. It's yeah. all right. Facts. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's not inherently true. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, but nah. Just just let her ride. <laughs> like, I can remember you having a blessing of some, you know, demon, and sometimes that didn't work out best for you. And sometimes it worked out great. Feast or famine, buddy. Feast or, feast or famine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, I assume some time passes and you guys are ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, we got rash. We, we we filled up on rations. Got water skins and stuff, right? Yeah, I assume so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure we have plenty of water and plenty of food. Mm-hmm. Because if the land is you know filled with a blight, that means the things we find out there are not edible. So. Yeah. You guys. Uh, you guys uh, leave south. Um, and, uh, you know, go on your merry way. Uh, do you all take any, you know, precautions while you're traveling or like, do you move at half speeds at, you know, higher perception or move stealthily or anything like that? Do we know what this blight looks like? That's the problem is no. (laughs) Oh, Okay. I like, would, so we don't know what to avoid. I'm going to do the same thing with my bow that I did at the end of the last episode and summon Marla and basically ask her to scout in the direction that we were told. The, like Basically, whatever direction we're heading towards the blight mm-hmm. to do a circle around us in, I'm going to say, 30 feet up, like right above the tree lines mm-hmm. and approximately a 30-foot circle. That way, my telepathy still sticks with her. Yeah. Cool. So that's the precaution I'm taking is to tell my bird to scout for us in the skies. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to watch my footing. If uh, if your bird sees anything strange, uh, should be able to to use a spell and detect if there's anything going on in that direction. We'd have to what be kind of- pretty close, but kind of spell are you talking about? Is it that, that ritual where you detect magical entities within a certain distance of yourself? Uh, no, uh, more of just any kind of like poison or disease, you know, kinds of corruption you might find along the lines of what I think we're looking for. Oh, that's a handy ability to have. I'll let you know if Marla finds anything. All right, so you all travel. Um, it's a very... Peaceful day. I mean, the the 
you know, the woods is lively. I mean, you guys see the occasional animal off the path a little bit, you know, maybe a turtle crossing the, the dirt road. Uh, you know, this, this, the woods is actively alive. You know, you don't see a, uh, you know, if you all didn't know what was going on, uh, you'd be like, oh, this is it's a pleasant day out. Uh, but, you know, you all know that you're walking towards something impressive, for better or for worse. For worse. Depends on what side of the line you're on. The one where we don't die. What is I death? Mean, is it, yeah, I was about to say, is it truly death? Oh, man, are we coming back as zombies for the, the malignant? I'm not about that. Mm-mm. Death is just the best sleep you'll ever get. Ha, ha, ha. It is, uh... Apparently, it, from what I am told, it is very nice over there. All right. Listen, you two. I appreciate your abilities in the ways of death. But, as you can see, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of life. In fact, that's what I put my magic into, is life. So forgive me if I'm on the other side of the fence on this one. Oh, yeah, I, I also too. have to take the side of uh, the breathing on this one. Uh, I, I may not... Uh, I understand your affinity for uh, the past and those of it, but um, I very much like the breath in my lungs. No, life... Out of the dead realms. Life very much has its place in this world. It is an ever-flowing cycle. Sometimes it can be manipulated. It is, uh, you know, like I said, circle. It can go forwards, backwards... Any direction you would like, if you have the power to uh, move it. I see. That's the problem right there. I don't have the power to move it, so I'd like to keep the life I have. Ah, well. Then yeah, you should probably be careful. <laughs> ah, that sounds like a very bad problem to have. Well, that's what shields are for. And he slaps his shield. Does your shield work against the? ever-flowing river of time. Or a little, yes. <laughs> Interesting. The good shield, then. Yes, very good shield. Of course Ichabod, it is. Come, let us talk on this uh, trip. Uh, I think you and I have a good bit in common. Yeah, yeah. Learn a lot from each other. Come on, Red Claw. We have wanting to be alive in common. I very much enjoy life. I don't know what he keeps going on about. It's been a good run. I mean, I don't don't see what Uh, the the fuss is about. Well, you know, some of us try to... uh, are very scaled of death. Uh, Others try to just, uh, you know, make this one life last forever. Dead people make great neighbors. They don't throw parties. They don't... Cause a ruckus, it's just... Agreed, agreed, yes. Uh, <laughs> I live with uh, dead people most of life. Actually, I, all of life. I feel like uh, there's more to life and neighbors than just whether or not they throw parties and if they're noisy, but maybe we shouldn't talk for a little while and just go on the trip, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we should appreciate the nature and the air and smell everything and just just be quiet for a bit. What do you all say? <laughs> Sure. Duh, I can do this. I oh. could be silent as the grave. 
Ahaha, that? See, I'm getting it now. That was a joke, right, Yao? No, it's very serious. I could be very quiet. Fuck <laughs> me! Fulta, how did that time? You, you gotta watch, like, the, the hairs under his nose. That's that's how you can tell. There's nothing wrong with the hairs in his nose. I'm telling you right now, Ichabod. He's just doing it to mess with me. Oh, I'm fucking dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so uh, you guys travel the rest of the day. You guys travel the rest of the day, completely unhindered. It's, again, a very pleasant day. I assume you all make camp. Mm, after last time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, of uh, course. Really quick. Eventually. <laughs> I'm just curious. Is Enhanceability a concentration spell? I believe it is. Oh, One second. I also prepared that after our terrible night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's concentration, though. One second. Uh, it is. Boo! Can't concentrate when I'm unconscious. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Great uh, mechanics, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, fucking bitches. <laughs> These are also yeah, what? only for uh, for checks, not not saves. Oh, that's, true. that's true. Also, this is definitely Mark Rosewater's fault. I know he has nothing to do with D&D, but I'm blaming him. Me too. Probably some guy named Doug. Some guy named yeah. Doug's like, you know what? I want people to not have any fun when they're sleeping and rolling safes. Because <laughs> you know, that happens all the time. <laughs> cool. So, uh, I guess we make camp. I'm a little reluctant to, but I'm not going to openly say that it's not a good idea. Uh, I will uh, check underneath the sleeping pad. <laughs> there are no rocks. Okay. Maybe uh, hoof up the uh, the dirt around me to make it softer. Because right. I slept like crap, and I'm I, you know I'm trying to make myself more comfortable. All right. So for tonight's sleeping, uh, any effects that I declared on you from the night before are non non present. They didn't they didn't make it till tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disadvantage this time. Oh, that's good. Sweet. No. So, uh, this uh, time, before, yeah, before it, we get to the sleeping, yes. um, right before uh, Wilt goes to sleep, he's going to um, spend an action, you know, in real time, um, to uh, use his divine sense and um, feel out um, and to see within 60 feet there are any um, celestials, fiends, or undead, or if there's any um, consecrated, desecrated ground within 60 feet of himself no okay did mar did marla see anything on our way over here no suspicious suspicious (laughs) it can't all be going well so who's posting up for watch tonight uh i'd like to Volunteer myself, or at least one. I'm fine with that. I'd like to go first if it's all right. I, I'm still a little bit giddy at seeing the arch through it. He talked to us for God's sake. The I could, uh, I'll take second watch. Oh no! And as I said earlier, I'm always up, so I'll take third. Right. We. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the last one. Okay. So, Christmas saves. God. Oh, shit, we're starting with these. Uh, 
Dude, I can't remember. Did you say you said none of the effects from before hit us, right? Correct. So, just raw. Raw. Yeah. Oh, come on. Right. That's a minus. Oh, no. no that's a Sorry. Not like raw. You don't get your stat mods and you don't get your proficiency. Just no, no advantages, no disadvantages unless you would normally have them. Okay. Christmas, the first one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nine. Okay, that's a failure. Yeah, it is. Ichabod? Twenty. Uh, that's a pass. Nice. Uh, eighteen. Pass. Well. And nineteen. Pass. Boo. Uh, Constitution. Uh, Red Claw, you failed, so do this at disadvantage. Great, go the mother. Fifteen. Box. Pass. Plus six. Ha oh. oh. Nineteen. Pass. Uh, sixteen. Pass. Twenty-one. Pass. All right. And uh, Constitution. Oh wait, I did that one already. Uh, wisdom. Yep. Oh no. Do I still roll a disadvantage because I failed one? No. Cool. You're back to positive because you passed. One. Wisdom's my strong suit. We'll take a 19 there. All right. 21. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay. Then 19. All right, everyone passed. Oh, shit, yeah. So everyone slept perfectly well, except for Red Claw. You are a little restless, but, you know, leaps and bounds better than the day before. Okay. Oh, that was a bit more pleasant of a sleep. <clears throat> How'd everybody else sleep? Fine. Slept quite well, thank you. I believe... Like uh, Armor-plated baby. I believe hoofing up the uh, the dirt underneath of me uh, made uh, for better sleeping. Soft earth. Uh, seems good to me. Volk! Don't do that. Let go. Let go, Volk. And I'm going to try and pull my pack out of his mouth as he's chewing on it. Bjork, Bjork. Bark, bark. I am the dog. <laughs> yeah, now's, now's not the time. Help me get this pack out of Volk's mouth. Oh, leave him alone. He's just a playful puppy. Pain in the ass, more like. Bow. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> This is the best dog ever. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the campaign so far. Um, Looks voice bow. <laughs> He's over dramatic. I know. Get him to calm down. So, <laughs> you all get your stuff together and start your day. Uh, it's you know another quite beautiful day. It's a little overcast even, uh, but you know the sun hardly pierces thoroughly through the canopy. Uh, so. You know, it's not a lot of sunbeams today, for far as you're all aware. But your your familiar can confirm that it looks like it's a little overshadowed today. Could could potentially rain, would be your assumption. So, Marla says it might rain. Don't know what the chance is, but it exists. All right. Well, rain always plays havoc with my armor. 
I mean, I like rain. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I do get a little uh, smelly after a while. I mean, we're four adventurers sweating all day, walking, no showers. Yes, but my fur, uh, if I don't shampoo in condition, it's a little matted. You can't be any worse than a muddy boar in heat, so let's get going. Don't worry about it. Very good. All right. You all, uh, you know, keep traveling the morning away, and it's hardly midday when uh, your familiar uh, can confirm to you that there seems to be a large clearing up ahead, and several smokestacks would suggest a settlement or a town or something. Hey, boys, Mara's told me that there's some smokestacks in the clearing not too far from here. Ah, uh, really quick, uh survival or history check to see if I know what the settlement is? Sure. What do you want me to roll? Let's go with history. Ooh. Uh, a seven. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> presuming that it's not, a, like, you know, too established of a township, I mean, towns pop up pretty quickly, uh, and you're not, you know, you haven't been from this woods in a long time, so right. it's possible that this thing could have popped up in the past couple of years. So... I'm personally not familiar with it, and it's been a while since I've been here, but we should probably check it out, see if uh, they've seen or heard anything. What do you boys think? Well, let's get our guard up, move on in. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's agree to let Mara's Marla scout it before we go in. Uh, very well, let us uh, continue. Yep, no arguments here. Sounds good. Making our way in the forest. Walk in fast. Gary Shape passes it and I'm super scared. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> uh, so as you guys approach the out like the beginnings of the clearing, uh you can see it in the distance. Um it just seems like a somewhat normal township by the look of things from this far out. I mean you could I'm describing this as you barely being able to see it down the path. Mm. Yeah, it's still, you know, several hundred feet away uh, to the edge of the clearing, much less to, you know, the first structures of the settlement. But, you know, you can sort of hear the labors of a town, you know, the occasional hammer clang on an anvil, the occasional chopping of wood and such. Oops, sorry. Uh, but yeah, but before you all get there, that's where we're going to end things today. Boo. Oh. <laughs> What's in that town? We're going to find bad out next lip. week. Next week? Well, I mean, bad stuff. Definitely bad I stuff. Wanna, I want to know. So just to be clear, we're just going to go in there, kill everybody, and steal everything, right? We're an evil party. God, no. Why do you think I built a paladin? Suddenly That's murder hobos. Murder hobos, we have a base at the Conclave once we take it from the Archdruid, obviously. So we're just bandits now. <laughs> yeah, we work out of light. Wait, isn't that way we've always been? Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, <clears throat> as always, I've been your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We had our entire party tonight, including our paladin. Hi, uh, I'm Jesse, playing Wilt Brocard. Have a good night, everybody. Our cleric. Everyone, this has been Nick as Ichabod.
Thanks for listening. Our Ranger Druid. Uh, hey, everybody. Scott playing Red Claw. Volk says goodnight. I don't, though. Wow. <laughs> and our fighter warlock. Yeah, go have uh, chalky milk. Good for stomach. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.